Hello, welcome back to the Art Slash Life Art Slash Limitless Living Podcast. I'm your host, John Keppel, and I'm going to continue to be reading from my my book, The Art Flame, and uh, this is chapter four. Art has, as a name and concept, been confined like a whale in a bound book. In other words, that which is exceedingly too small to house the reality of which it speaks. We see then, or begin to see anyway, how a subtle shift in our understanding, an almost imperceptibly small shift, can make all the difference in the world, literally, as we come to know the true value and meaning of art in our life. We the people are this value. Again, art proves to be the very stuff of life itself. Previously, many people have thought of art as drawings, paintings, sculptures, and so forth. Then as things like to do, art underwent an evolution or development that blended it back into reality through such things as performance art, land art, net art, conceptual art, installation, and so forth. Art, as far as our understanding and convention went, began to be released from the tidal pools it had been circulating in and dwelling in, known as galleries and museums, and instead began to appear in the heart and head as the domains in which to facilitate, conduce, and house artistic activity. Making the conception of art clear, rather than trying to formulate a definition, is the message of this book, and one that seeks to begin a wildfire of its own in the heights and depths of all humanity. Art, like life, is a mystery. For once we see that art is not just what happens at the bristled end of the paintbrush, we understand that all of creation is wrapped up in art and artwork. We begin to see how our lives and our life works happen within us, and also in a transpersonal way, and how as those inner epiphanies are unlocked, so too does the phenomenal world blossom, open, and reveal its possibilities. In this way, we see then how art comes from the wonder that we have within ourselves and that doing artwork deals with delving into one's person. Analogies perhaps will not do the reality justice, but let us say for now that it is as if we water through safe and gentle means our deepest interiority so that our world may reflect the wondrous maturation and growth that comes forth from within, from the unseen. That is not to say that people have found themselves engaged and most likely will continue in what can at times amount to turbulent ways of interfacing with their given opportunities and hardships. However, the purpose of this writing is to make clear that we may be a part of an awesome power while also healing that which brings us suffering and ailment. The two are not mutually exclusive. We can heal while expelling the most vile and wretched afflictions if we find that we have those, while also enacting our joy and jubilation through our art as, yes, cathartic, communication, and much, much more. This is where this so-called new sense, new to our 21st century sensibilities of what art is, comes to begin to reach a certain stage of fruition. It is as if we dive deep through acts such as meditation, conversation, reading, visualization, prayer, and other manifesting techniques that the true brush of the artist is revealed. For we begin in this way to paint with reality itself. Our technique, so to speak, is one brought to life through our judgments, employment of our character, thought, imagination, which essentially all lead to building not things, but lives. And these lives are the work. Sure, we have societies, civilizations, and the like, but no one has 
has or ever really will care for abstractions such as these. In the end, you cannot really care for a country, per se, but rather for the people of that country. I love ideas, but they are not people. Just as no mere thing on a wall, like the painting of time immemorial, have the innate value of a human being. If you disagree with this, I beg you reconsider your connection like the shifting sands of the life world at the very deepest and most profound levels. No, we care for individual people or collections of people, not abstracted swaths. Concepts like community and compassion help us to keep the people as the purpose rather than the division that can arise from titles and mapping. What I mean to say is that abstract concepts such as society do no justice to what it means to be an actual human being of flesh and blood. We must remember lives, not merely life. The abstract concept of life must not eclipse the reality of living itself, of being there for one another and showing up for ourselves. This goes not only for the human family, but for all life, sentience, earth, and its emanations. We can see in a way, we can come to understand that the dead matter we placed on display, those paintings on walls and sculptures on pedestals, cannot provide us life in any tangible way, and life is what we are after in the final analysis. This is not to say that there has not been a good spirit in the procurement of dead materials in an attempt to express different feelings of unrest or joy, but just that given the freedom to access the potential of all that lies within us, if it is proving that doing so changes dramatically the efficacy of this arranged dead matter, then we have to begin to consider or reconsider what it really means to do art. What is artwork? In my estimation, literally everything. Artwork can be made or simply noticed, engaged with hopefully related to in some way for the benefit of the acting party and co-creators. And in this lies a wondrous realization. As we unlock and reveal the true power of art and what art is, what it can be, we see how there is no need to concentrate our energies merely into sterile cubes such as galleries and museums, which, as I love them so, are still very much like the caves from our distant past. Technology, travel, and other discoveries have pricked open the conventional notion of an exhibition and its relevance. These kind of procurements might yet persist, but the zeitgeist of art has traveled on into not merely including them, but the whole of real and imagined endeavors throughout the entire dimensionality of all life, at all times, and all places. As such, absolutely everything becomes an aspect or quality of art. For again, art becomes the craft of life itself. All of the centuries of making artworks, of seeing craft as what transpires on the bristled end of the paintbrush versus what happens on the end at which it is held is in a way seen now in hindsight as mere character building. It could be said that any skill or trade could be said to be such character building, but also just as much could be said to be an art. There is frequently said the art of this and the art of that, so much the more because art is in everything. And more than that, art is everything. And what is more than even that, art is what transpires between everything. That reminds me of what painter Anselm Kiefer said of his work, how he was always more interested in what happened between the paintings, whereas the conservators were always preoccupied with the material or static plasticity of the painting itself. That concludes chapter four. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you in the next chapter. Take care.